Hosting for your tech life. Proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning and good day. I'm tipping for most of you, it's Wednesday, because I record on Tuesday nights. Uh, and I get feedback when I fail to perform. <laughs> And uh, and you've got your Wednesday morning commute, and there's nothing there. So my apologies if that ever happens. But hey, sometimes stuff happens. Um, it is a Stormageddon-style Tuesday night here in Sydney. If you're in Sydney, my thoughts are with you, because by God, it's cold, windy, and wet. I don't mind the rain. The wind freaks me out, because we've got a big gum tree out the front of our house. <laughs> Uh, so all, and you know what, let me just say this about this storm, which people in other states, I've been talking to people on the radio today and they're going, is it really that bad? You know what? I don't think, you know, you hear storm stories and tree damage and stuff. I've never known so many people actually physically known, not heard of stories, but physically known so many people to have storm damage. I mean, I've had to cut the ceiling in one of our rooms because of leakage, but two people close to me had trees fall on their homes. So it's big. Um, but anyway, it is, uh, in, in my world, it's just water and wind. In other places, it's destruction and devastation, and everyone should be thinking of those people and uh, not worrying about a bit of rain on your way to work in your socks. Uh, this is your tech life, not your weather life. So uh, lots to talk about this week, including net neutrality, Microsoft, Periscope, and all of your calls, which are on many and varied topics as I glance across the board of callers, and um, we, we shall see what that all means. Um, but if you've got a question about technology, if you've got a problem with technology, or you just want to have a chat about any piece of technology in your life or something that you're thinking about bringing into your life, maybe you've got some money to spend and we can help you spend it. Um, or maybe you uh, just don't know what to buy and you're tossing up between a couple. Let's try and help you out with that. Uh, that's what I do. And uh, you can get in touch with me any day, any hour, any time on Twitter because I'm nearly always there, at Trevor Long. Uh, on the website, eftm.com.au or yourtechlife.com if it's easy to remember. Uh, and, of course, uh, you can call one eight hundred one five seven one five seven Wherever you are around the country, you can um, hear me on the radio here, there, and everywhere, 2UE, 2CC, KOFM, uh, CFM, Cairns, Hot FM, Townsville, to 6PR, Perth, 6IX, Perth. Oh, my God. I mean, it, just, it goes on. And, uh, of course, now and then on the Today Show and A Current Affair, it's always wonderful to hear from you before, after, and during those um, those appearances and conversations because I like to get feedback on those things. But, um, as always, this is the focus because if you've got a question, I can talk to you directly. It's just me and you and the thousands of people listening. But, you know, don't let that put you off. I often get um, people saying, no, nah, I don't want to talk. I don't have a good voice, or I don't want to talk, I, I'm too nervous. Seriously, it's like having a phone conversation with someone. It's not hard, very easy. And we shall crash through a bunch of those calls this very show, right here on Your Tech Life. So net neutrality, it's not something we've discussed, because... Honestly, it's not something that I've been too worried about. It's been a big debate in the United States um, for very good reasons in, in, in a lot of senses. Now, I'm going to read you the Wikipedia definition of net neutrality. It's the principle 
that internet service providers and governments should all treat all data on the internet equally. And that's the principle of net neutrality. The problem is that a lot of people believe in that principle. They believe the, the internet should be a free and open place. They believe it should be free of all ba almost basic laws in some cases. But the reality is that we have a network of computers connected to each other, which is in many cases under great strain because we are overwhelming it with traffic. And this comes to light continuously when streaming services are at the tip of your tongue. And this month, Netflix launched. And, you know, now what, what brought this to a head this week was Ben Grubb's story um, on the City Morning Herald that Optus wants Netflix to pay up to pay Optus for a consistent and quality stream. So, and it was a bit of a complicated message that he gave, and it's perfect for Ben because he loves these kind of stories. But and essentially he said that to ensure that optimized or best customer experience is achieved by the end user, he thinks, the CEO of Optus, thinks that Netflix should pay to get network quality for those streams. So what that would mean is that if you think about the internet as a highway, okay, the old analogy, four lanes all around the world. And when you request a bit of data, it's in the traffic, off it goes, it's in the lanes. But if everyone's busily requesting traffic at one time a day, then Netflix, that, that TV show you're watching, it, it stops and starts because it's in, in line with a bunch of downloads or, uh, you know, tweets or emails. And so what Optus can do is create a, a lane, like a bus lane or a transit lane, just for, um, just for Netflix content. And it means that it's reliable and consistent. I don't have a problem with that. In fact, as long as Optus was not making me pay for that, but they were just offering it as a service, then I don't know. I'm, I'm not desperately against it. And the reason for that is not because of any, you know, overarching moral fundamental, but you see, the internet's congested, especially in Australia where, you know, 10 fifths of bugger all people have strong quality internet connections. I'm lucky to be one of them in terms of downloads, in terms of uploads, terrible. But with the NBN coming, it would be great. Now, if we all had NBN fiber, we wouldn't be having this debate because no one would even think of paying because there's 8, 10, 12 lanes in every home. You wouldn't even think about paying for, for better quality delivery of service. It would just be there. But when you've got people on ADSL at 2 meg downloads, they wouldn't mind a bit of quality assurance. And that's why these things become a conversation. And what people, many people on the internet believe is that if, um, if telcos are allowed to operate this way, then it's, it's kind of the thin end of the wedge. And governments should stop any such restrictions or, or prioritization of traffic from occurring. I don't think it's government's business, to be honest. If Optus is prioritizing networks and deprioritizing other traffic, then you don't like it, just change carriers. But IINet this week, their CTO at a big conference said that already, after just weeks of launching in Australia, 25% of IINet's network traffic was Netflix. What? Amazing. So that to me says we are going to have an issue 
So this debate is not going to disappear anytime soon. I would be very interested in your thoughts because I am forming my opinion. I'm a bit open to it. I don't really mind. I don't think it is the thin end of the wedge broadly. You know, in the same way that I don't have a problem with filters or, um, you know, those kind of restrictions. I don't have a problem with data retention. Um, I am not a conspiracy theorist who believes the government is here to work against us. So I'd be very interested in what you think. Uh, and you can jump on the website and tell me what you think. EFTM. Everything for the man. Everything for the man. EFTM is the website. EFTM.com.au or jump on Twitter at Trevor Long. Love to know what you think. Microsoft Australia is pleased to announce, I'm reading from press release, that Westfield Sydney on Pitt Street Mall has been chosen as the home for the first flagship store in the Asia-Pacific region. Now, I actually think you'll find that it's the first Microsoft store outside of North America, not just in this region. So it's a significant thing for Microsoft. And uh, they say it'll be much more than a standard Microsoft Store. It'll be a centerpiece of the Microsoft Store experience. Um, and I heard, I think it was, uh, might have been John and Gary on TUE this morning saying, you know, what's it going to be? It's going to be, do you think it'll have a lot of windows? <laughs> no, really, it would. It will. Um, what are they going to sell? Windows 8 PCs, Surface devices, Windows Phone, Xbox One, Office, and obviously, a, you know, one-stop shop for answers, the answer desk. Um, it is pretty amazing. It's a 6,000 square foot, um, retail floor space over two levels, um, uh, at the street level and, uh, and the one above next to Sephora at the main entrance of, um, of the Westfield. I'd love to know, I don't go down there very often, but what is that in place of? Cause what's there now? Not quite sure, but, um, they're going to open prior to Christmas. And uh, it's a big deal. Like, well done, Pip Marlow, the um, uh, boss of Microsoft in Australia. Um, this is this is a big win for Australia. And it's interesting. I, the, I've been to a couple of Microsoft stores. And the, the funny one, I think it's San Jose. When Fennec and I have been in San Jose a couple of times with Apple, um, <laughs> the Apple store and the Microsoft store are across from each other in, in like a, in a strip mall. And it's just fantastic. They're literally like one opposed but across. Diagonally, it's fantastic. Um, but, you know, it is a good place to go and actually have a play around with devices. Now, uh, I can't talk about what I'm playing with right now, but it is useful to have a muck around with some devices sometimes. It really does give you some perspective. So uh, it will be interesting to see what they do with that store and uh, and how it how it traffics and, uh, and what happens at the Microsoft store here in Australia when it launches just before Christmas. Uh, which should be great for uh, for everyone in, in Sydney. And if you want to check out all the Microsoft products, that's where they'll be. Uh, you're listening 
of course, to Your Tech Life. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. We do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, garmin.com.au and the Vivo family is the family you need to get to know if you want activity tracking. The Vivo Fit 2 is the activity tracker with a one-year battery. The Vivo Smart is the activity tracker with smart notifications. And the Vivo Active is the GPS smartwatch for the active lifestyle. This has got everything on it, run, bike, swim, golf, walk, um, even find your device, uh, find your phone. Um, the, in the middle there, the Vivo Smart to me is is a cracking product. It's a... Uh, it's a smart band because it has notifications from your from your smartphone. Uh, you get email notifications, phone notifications, text notifications, even Twitter notifications, all there on your uh, on your wrist, as well as steps, distance, calories, time, heart rate, and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, the heart rate requires the separate uh, heart rate monitor, um, but uh, fantastic bunch of things. Twenty four seven wearability. Wear in the shower. You wear it in the sleep. It'll track everything you're up to using the Connect uh, powered by Garmin app, uh, which is a fantastic way to really see all of the information about your uh, your health and performance based around the, the fitness tracker. The uh, Vivo Smart is available in a range of colors, and you can check it out at garmin.com.au. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. Get in touch anytime you like. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, AJ. Hi, how are you? Good. What can I do for you? Mate, um, I'm uh, making or putting up a website uh, for a little little side business I'm doing and I'm um, looking for uh, or, uh, wanting to know what your um, point of view is on, on looking for some web hosting, um, mail hosting uh, and a domain. Right. Well, and you know what? The best thing I can tell you right now is you can have all three separate. A lot of the time you get kind of caught into the idea of someone has to do all of that for you and and one company. Now, of course, that's going to be easiest, but I think you have the most flexibility when you you give yourself the option to shop around. So, for example, domain name. You can buy them almost anywhere. And really, almost you can just shop on price there. Now, GoDaddy sells them a bunch cheap. Melbourne IT is an Aussie company, Net Registry. There's a bunch of people you can buy a domain name off. Really, what you want to make sure is that you're buying just a domain name and you're not buying any other ancillary service whatsoever because you just want that domain name and with every domain name comes what's called a registry key. That thing is the key to your life um, and and that thing is then how you start to do things with the domain. Um, then Then you need to look for basically a host. Now, your host will do a couple of things for you. That's where your actual website will sit. Uh, that is also where what they call your DNS, your domain name servers, will sit most likely. Now, for absolute scale um, and, and you know reliability on onshore, there's a couple of companies, Aussie HQ, um, Web Central, super solid hosting, but certainly a little pricey. How big is this business that you're setting up online? Oh, look, mate, it, it's not huge. It won't be... Uh, it, I don't think it'll be major high traffic mm. um well it, oh, it won't be yep. um and I, web central that rings a bell that must i, I believe that's two blokes talking tech uses web central or it, web central's is it uh two blokes talking tech or was it eftm uh well we you know what all my podcasts are hosted at uh, and the website are hosted at web central um, yeah, okay. which is why and i don't recommend it for that reason i just know that they're one of the biggest hosts in australia 
Now, the thing is, when you go with someone like Web Central, they've got high-end plans. They don't really, I think, poorly in their, in their sense. They don't offer a really simple way and cheap way of just getting a website up, which is why I end up, I've got a bunch of servers and sites with GoDaddy. Now, heaps of people, okay, yeah. heaps of people hate GoDaddy. They, they talk about them badly. But I don't think any of those people have actually used them <laughs> because I right. use them and I think they're great. The thing about GoDaddy is the the GoDaddy business model is the get them in and upsell them. So you get in and then they want you to move your domain name there. They want you to have this. They want you to have that. But if you just go there, safe from the knowledge that you can own your own domain name, you can have them just for your web hosting, and then you can use someone else for email, just don't tick the extra boxes. You know, they like to make it really complicated when you buy something. They make you look at 15 other things before you can find the next button. So it's just you just got to take your time and be smart about it. If you go to GoDaddy and look for their WordPress hosting, for example, now I'd recommend you get a WordPress website because they're easy to run, easy to manage, and easy to easy to design. Um, if you go to GoDaddy and look up WordPress hosting, you probably end up finding something that's like fifteen, twenty bucks a month. Um, Careful it's not introductory deals, all that kind of stuff. But certainly under mm-hmm. 50 bucks a month should get you covered for your website. And then you, you set up your DNS with them. You set up your website with them. But finally, don't use them for your email. I would use Google. Without, with, right. without any hesitation, I say to you, go in, sign up for what's called a Google Apps account. Um, you pay yep. something like 12 bucks a month, about 100 and something dollars a year, not a lot. And you get terabytes, at least hundreds of gigabytes of space, and you get to put your own domain name on your on your email. So, for example, um, you know Trevor at eftm.com.au is an email address I use. Um, it's just a Gmail address. You know, you would yeah, never right. know. Okay. You, it looks all professional, but to me, it's yeah. just Gmail, and they all just come in. I've got a bunch of domains; they all come in. And the best part about that, mate. You could change internet providers. Uh, your website could be down. Your website could be moving. You could change hosts. And everything stays the same and working with Google. So yeah, I, right. I think that's perfect. I, I actually didn't real. I mean, obviously, I know that Gmail's got Gmail. But, or Google, sorry, it's got Gmail. But I didn't realize that um, they did their own separate. Correct. Um, yeah, actual mail hosting. And it's, so it's basically, this is their business. So Google's... Um, Google is Microsoft's biggest competitor. So I work at a, a rather okay. large organization, and when we went to tender for, you know, who's going to do our email, the competitors were Microsoft and Google. And, and right. um, I know, for example, Fairfax, um, I work at TUE a bit, and all the people at TUE on the Fairfax network are, are using Gmail because that's who Fairfax went for their mail. So they just log yeah, on right. and you send a message to someone at Fairfax, it goes through Gmail. Um, so, yeah. mate, 100% reliable and excellent service. And, and then it's on every device. It's in the cloud and you are living the, living the high life looking professional. Yeah, right. Okay. So, so basically what you're saying is, is do some shopping around. Don't necessarily have to use everyone for your, for your domain, mail the whole lot. That's right. And, um, and, and, and yeah, do some shopping around. And Stay sort of smart. Don't do it or don't do it too quickly. Take your time. Buy things one at a time. Get your domain name, then get your host and DNS, and then get your email, and, mate, you'll be running perfectly. So okay, easy cool. to do. Have you got, you got a couple more minutes? I just actually yeah. got another question for you. Hit it me. was actually, and you've actually, I think you've pretty much already answered the question, but 
Um, my other question to you was going to be, and, and I, I thought about it um, um, just when you said that before, you, you mentioned WordPress. Yeah. So that would, would that be your pick of the bunch when it comes totally. to building your website? Mate, I've been building websites since 1995. And uh, I used to hand code them. You'd build it all yourself. And then I'm going to say um, it would be eight or nine years ago now because it was when, when I first had my, my first child. My mate and I started building a system to, to build websites so that we could sell what we were calling family sites, uh, uh, the way to make a website. It was all very complicated. But these days, and that, that took, used to take months, design and everything. These days, I could have a new website running, I kid you not, in hours, just by going, oh, right, okay. I need a new website. I, I'm going to make it WordPress, and this is all on GoGaddy. I'll just go, new website, type in the domain name I'll, I've added to it, uh, move it over. It takes a bit of time for that to work. And then uh, install WordPress. It takes a little while. You put a password in, and then you get this basic, boring website. And then you go on the internet, and you find what's called a theme. And you find a theme that you like. You install that theme. It's a zip file. You upload it. You maybe customize some graphics and some words. <laughs> And it's done. You've got a website, Nothing and you can yet. edit it from your phone. You can edit it from everywhere. It's unbelievably easy these days to own and manage a website. It, it, you know, funny, it's, you know, it, things have come such a long way. I remember being in school and doing IT in school, and, and we learned how to, to code websites in a mm. WordPad. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and then, that's and what then, I used to do. You know, and, and then you go, um, you know, I did my diploma and, and stuff at TAFE, in IT, and, and you learn to build websites in Dreamweaver. Now, Dreamweaver seemed amazing. Because it was all WYSIWYG, and it was WordPad. amazing how it worked. Mm. And, then, look, and, then, and now you've got things like WordPress, where it's all just web-based, and it's all, you know, you don't even see the code. That's right. And, and you, look, there's, there's only one big negative to WordPress. It's, it's one of the world's most popular website backends. So who do you think's targeting it? Hackers. I mean, they mm. are they are always mm. trying to find a vulnerability. When they find a vulnerability, they try and exploit it, and they don't they don't kill your website. They just use your website for malware and stuff. But WordPress mm. are twenty steps alongside them, and as long as you do every update WordPress suggests, you'll be fine. And it all comes down to the big thing, you know. I've been listening to the, you know, obviously I listen every week to to two blokes, the FTM and mm. uh, and to Tech Guide, and. and you stress every week, you know, to make sure that you're up to date and you've got That's security it. and stuff like that. And if people are doing that, then you should be safe. Should be safe. Speaking. Mate, you never, it's never 100%. But, you know, no. keep yourself backed up, keep your data backed up, all these kind of things. And it all applies to your website just as much as it does your own personal data. It's a hard, a hard thing, hard thing to explain to someone though that just doesn't understand. I used to work at Harvey Norman and people would bring in a computer, you know, we'd sell them you know, a copy of trend with a computer and then they'd come back and go, oh, but my computer's got viruses. And you'd go, yes, you know, you have trend, but it can't always protect you from everything no. because there's people creating new viruses every day that trend don't know about yet. Someone has to be first. <laughs> yeah. But, mate, yep. you sound like you switched on enough to, I think, mate, you could work your way through all of that minefield of, of web and you'll have yourself running really smoothly. And you know what? You go with GoDaddy and then if six months down the track you find someone better or you find something that they could do better, move. That's the great thing about these yeah. things is you can move around. But um, be, be smart about it and take your time. You'll be fine, mate. Good luck. Excellent. Well, thanks very much. And I do enjoy the show and it's, um, it's, it's fantastic what you do for, for people and, and giving them all the knowledge you have.
Thanks, AJ. I really appreciate it, mate. You stay well and uh, good luck with the website. All right, cheers. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Anytime you've got a question, a problem, or you just want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, jump on the website eftm.com.au or Twitter at Trevor Long. G'day, Vivian. Hi, Trevor. What can I do for you? Well, Trevor, I've got a, a Samsung uh, Galaxy Note 3 phone. Galaxy um, Note I've 3. Had... Sorry? A Galaxy Note 3, the big one. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem that I've had in the last six months is that it suddenly turns itself off. And I can't get any calls. I can't send any, make any calls. I can't get my emails. And um, it's not. It's very frustrating, obviously. So I have tried to um, check with uh, people I think would know um, how to fix it. And um, I've had three phones. Like I've had the phone replaced three times. I've had three new SIMs, and it's still doing it. Hang on. So you, you've been back to where you bought it. They've they've not just looked at it. They've replaced the phone a couple of times. Yes. You're on your third actual device. They've also yes. replaced and tested the SIM card, but you're still getting yes. a situation where it reboots. Yes. Wow. Now, I don't know whether they asked you these things, and excuse me if they did, but do they have a? Do they check the, um, the apps that are installed on it, for example, or, or does it happen immediately after you get it, uh, or does it only happen after you've kind of customised it and put your own apps on it? Well, they did alert me to the fact that it could be apps that cause it, so they advised me not to load any apps at all for a few days. But in those few days, um, it happened again. Wow. And, like, uh, you know, it, it can happen twice a day or it can have happen 15 times a day. You're just constantly checking your phone to see if it's working. You've got to I be really the unluckiest person on the works. planet. That is amazing. So have you been to a Samsung authorised repairer or reseller or anything? Yes, I have. And they were very helpful and very willing. And they um, changed the phone. They flushed it or whatever it's called and um, checked it twice. It's still under warranty. Um, They they did it twice um, and suggested I change the SIM card yet again, which I did back with the provider. Ah, that's hilarious. I I don't want to prejudge what's just occurred, but I think it's highly likely that Vivian's phone <laughs> has just turned itself off. Let's ring her back and see. I, um... <laughs> that's quite funny, really. Um, it's not the first time that's happened either, is it? If you're a long-time listener, you might remember... Definitely had something similar like that happen before. Sorry, Trevor, I think I lost you then. Oh well, I was just I was just pondering to myself whether or not the phone had just turned itself off. <laughs> so clearly, it didn't. Yes, me too. <laughs> that was just digital dropout. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, that's a good thing then. So they were good. They were great. They chest it. They flushed it. They replaced it. It's still doing the same thing. That's what we're. That's the bottom line, yes, right? Yes. Well, look, yes. all I can do is a be be baffled and amazed. But B, I can not only you know, put you back in touch with Samsung, but let's go a little bit higher up the tree. Let's try and find someone senior at Samsung who can do a little bit more investigation 
um, on your on your woes and see whether that can help you out. Now, let me ask you this: the Galaxy Note Three. Um, is there a yes. specific reason you love that 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 Samsung device, or have you considered the the Samsung Galaxy S four or five, or even the, the latest version? Look, I, I have, but because I've, it's still under warranty, I've had it 15 months, and I've been very happy with my sure. Samsungs in the past. Oh, no, no. All um, I'm saying is if they said to you, hey, listen, well, should we just get you a Samsung Galaxy S5, which is a year, it's a one year old, but it's still brand new, or they gave you a new one. Well, I mean, is there, is it, does it have to be a note, the big one no, with no, the pen? No, not at all. Right, no, okay. no. Because I, I, to be honest, that's my suggestion is that we get you something else so that you can play with and see whether it's, um, you know, the style of device that might be causing the problem. So stay there. Let me get more details from you off the air and let's try and put you in, back in touch with Samsung and try and see what we can find out for you, Vivian. Thank you. That'll be fabulous. Thank you very much. I actually can't remember whether I've mentioned this as I scroll back through my notes. I remember we did the uh, 200th episode of <clears throat> Two Blokes Talking Tech on Meerkat, which was a bit of fun, which was a live streaming app. Then a week later, we started using Periscope. Not we, but I started using Periscope, which is a similar live streaming app that was bought by Twitter and uh, and released, an update was released recently. It's um it's very, very good. <clears throat> and I've been talking about this this week on the radio. Um, what is the future of this live personal broadcasting? So if you download Periscope, you're able to start, initiate a live broadcast of whatever you're looking at. Your your camera become your phone becomes your camera, and you can then just stream to anyone who wants to watch what you're seeing. And what it allows you to do is then see what people are saying. So a couple of examples of when I've done it, and I think it's great, is I had a new MacBook, um, and I sat here in my office, and and, and I. I said on Twitter, um, join me now. I'm going to do a live stream looking at the new MacBook. Ask me anything you want. So I, I, have, a, I have a point the, the, the phone at the, at the device. I talk about it. People post questions. They say, look at this. Show me the power plug. And I you know, spent 30 minutes. And then last week when I had the Rolls Royce, I did the same thing. I took it up to a car park and I said, let's go. And a couple of, like 800 people overall in and out of this, this um, about 20 or 30 minute uh, live stream asked questions about uh, the car and I was able to show them in real time. Now, let me tell you this straight away. Friday night, unless there's something on that's not in my diary and my wife has us going out somewhere, Friday night, we'll do an Apple Watch Periscope. So if you follow me on Twitter and you, you should then open up the Periscope app and, and find me on Periscope, my username on Periscope is just at Trevor. Nailed it. Um, so yeah, jump on Periscope and follow me at Trevor and you'll get an alert when I start a live stream. So on Friday night, once the kids are in bed and everything's calmed down, I'm going to get the Apple watch out and I will show you everything I know and, and you can ask questions and we can discover it together. So a great way of sharing. Now, word of warning to parents, if your kids are on, uh, Periscope, be warned, anyone could be watching. Now you can restrict the broadcast to only people you follow. It kind of defeats the purpose of having a live internet broadcast, unless you've got a lot of followers or you follow a lot of people. But you can block people. You can do all those things. But in the end, there's still the same nasty people that exist in the world, and they, they seem to get an extra life out of the internet. 
So you'll see a lovely young lady talking about her career or something or else, and there'll be filthy thugs on, on the Periscope leaving comments saying, show us this and show us that and do this for us. And it's just so sick, and it ruins the whole experience. And just beware that that kind of garbage goes on and um, and monitor what's happening. Uh, but great fun app for those who are responsible enough to know how to use it and want to use it. And uh, I look forward to you joining me. We'll uh, get together on Friday night, hopefully sometime this weekend for sure, but um, Friday night, to talk uh, about the Apple Watch. I'll have it on my wrist and we'll, we'll have a look at it and, and play around with it and see how it all works. Uh, live on Periscope. You're listening to Your Tech Life. All right, let's keep going with calls. G'day, Matt. Hey, Trevor. How are you, buddy? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, mate, just, uh, yeah, Foxtel. It's, um, I rang you a few weeks ago. It's uh, going really... It, it's much better than it was. I think they might have put an update um, into it. So, so you, 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 had, you, you had the laggy problems. You had all those things. Did you have to end up ringing them at all? No, I didn't, actually. I... Um, uh, wow! Okay. It, was, it just it sort of just happened overnight, really. So I right, think they have, uh, and the, they probably pushed an update. an update out to everyone. Ah, okay. And so we, we talked about the lagginess between like changing channels, between you know pressing things on the remote. Was it that obvious to you? Because obviously you didn't know they'd done an update, so it was literally obvious to you from you know the get go when you turned it on the next day that it was okay. Well, it was a few, yeah a few days later, but um, yeah, it was really really. Um, Overnight, it was it was just yeah, it was so much quicker, and um, I'm not getting any any lag or anything now. So it's really it's really good now. So, Brilliant. Uh, well, that's yeah. uh, that's good to know. I was because it was interesting. Um, in fact, name dropping. But when I was on the Today Show this morning, um, Carl Stefanovic said to me, we were talking about one of his TVs that that he's just bought, and he he was reluctant to get the new Fox on. And I said, oh mate, to be honest, I've got no problems with it. He said, but I've read all this stuff, and see that's what happens. People read all this stuff online and. Actually, it's pretty much been fixed, but I was so that's why I was curious to know exactly how it was behaving for you. Now, I still think there's room for improvement, but I still think it's twenty steps ahead of the old one. Absolutely, absolutely, I love it. Good. I really love it. Beautiful. I oh, go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. That's good to know. I appreciate the follow up, Matt. I really do. No worries. Take Thanks, care, mate. buddy. Your tech life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. You can get in touch anytime you like. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Jump on Twitter, at Trevor Long, or, of course, you can call 1-800-157-157. That's what Kevin did. G'day, Kevin. Yes. What can I do for you? <clears throat> I, um, I've i got Telstra cable internet, hmm. and um, I'm having a lot of problems with the internet um, speed. Um, I'm thinking of maybe buying a, a, a better router. Yep. Um, do you think that would be the go? Or so how are you, you, how are you, you testing the speed? How do you know the speeds are no good? <clears throat> um, just um, with a, um, oh, what do you call it? Speed test, an app, or is there? Yes, a speed test. And I'm, I've, got a, I've got a MacBook Pro. And you're testing it on your MacBook? Yeah. Is your MacBook connected wirelessly to the cable uh, modem or via Wi-Fi? But Wi-Fi. Uh, have you got an Ethernet cable you can plug it into that modem? Yes, I do. So here's the first thing you do. The first thing you do is you plug your laptop directly into the modem 
and you do a speed test. And then you find out what speed yeah. you're getting. Now, have you have you got ultimate broadband or just extreme or I don't know what the names of them are with Telstra, but do you know if you're paying for the for the big one or the standard one? I think it's um, the big one. So the big one should be getting you 100 megabit downloads. So 100 meg down, and you probably only get one or two up. So that's what you should expect. If you've only got the um, the, the next level down, you get about 30 meg down and, and one or two up. Now the um, the critical thing is that if you if you do that speed test while plugged into the modem, and you're getting great speeds. But then when you connect wirelessly, it's not good speeds. Then, yes, you can solve that problem by getting a better router. You don't need a new modem because the modem is fine, most likely. It's the thing that connects you to the cable. It's more likely the Wi-Fi network that's the problem. So what I would do is do a plugged-in speed test, establish your baseline. If the speed's terrible, then ring Telstra and tell them to lift their game. If the speed is good when plugged Mm. in, Look at investing in a new wireless router, and the reason for that is your wireless network is only as fast as the slowest device connected to it. And that means if you've got if you've got an old mobile phone or just any other old device or something in the house that's connected to the Wi-Fi, it could be slowing everything down. Okay. Well, the slowest thing that's connected is my um, my iPhone. Is it an older iPhone? iPhone five. Yeah, it shouldn't be that bad. Shouldn't be that bad, but it all depends what speed you're getting and what speeds you're expecting. So, okay. I mean, you've got you've got to work out what you're expecting to get and decide whether that's. I mean, what what speed are you getting? Um, off my head, I couldn't tell you. I did it a while ago. Five, ten, fifteen, or thirty. I mean, is it a what what sort of area? It's about about. 15. Yeah, oh, I'd be wanting more than that, but that could just be the Wi-Fi. So go away now, do yeah. the uh, plugged-in test, and uh, hopefully that'll that'll help you understand where the problem lies. And if it is the Wi-Fi, you can invest in a better Wi-Fi router. All right? Yeah. Well, I um, I'm thinking about buying a um a Netgear um 8000. That's one of the Nighthawks, right? The Nighthawk 8000, yeah. Yeah, beautiful device. Um, you know, obviously they're a sponsor of Two Bikes Talking Tech. I, I've been talking about them for years. I've got uh, a couple of Netgear uh, devices of my own, and I think they're brilliant. And uh, I don't think you'll go wrong with that at all. Okay, great. All righty. Good luck. Thanks, Kevin. Right. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks for your help. Good on you. And that uh, Netgear uh, 8000 Kevin was talking about there is the Nighthawk X6 Tri-Band. So I'd say... Uh, Great-looking device, but also offers three bands of wireless coverage through the home so that your devices are all connected at the their optimal speeds. Now you can check them out at netgear.com.au. Get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It is much appreciated. It is also appreciated if you tell people because I don't spend money on marketing, right? I mean, where would I market this show? What would I, where would you do that? Um, so it would be helpful and beneficial to me if more people were listening and knew about the show and, and you're the best advocate because you've taken the time to download it. So I would appreciate it if you tell your friends. And um, if at the same time you were able to jump into the iTunes store and leave a comment or a rating, it um, would again be um, we'd greatly appreciated. So thank you to the good 150 people that have done that and uh, the many more who have left a 
left a comment. Um, really appreciate your uh, your support. Um, jump on Twitter, say good day. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Whatever you're doing, let's have a chat. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Back next week. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.